Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing floods of molasses, cans of cheese, and the great taste of a grapple. Then we get into the week's tech news, including universal apps, grapple devices, and the best way to share streaming service passwords. It's all going to start for you right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 266, recorded February 10th, 2020, The Talkin' Pictures. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and uh, other things as well. I am Sean Jennings, joined as always by a man who lays awake at night fearing the Great Molasses Flood. It is Colby Rabadoo. Hello, Colby. Uh, you joke, but for real. One of, real- one, of my, one of my favorite pieces of Boston history. <laughs> I I think I need to learn more about it. I wonder if there's a museum or something. Uh, like like a Google. memorial, like some kind of statue somewhere. I mean, it killed 21 people. So the 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 Boston Massacre, as it's sometimes known, uh, January of 1919, when a large storage tank filled with molasses burst, resulting in a wave of molasses rushing through the streets at an estimated 35 miles per hour, killing 21 and injuring 150. Oh God, have you seen the pictures of this? It's absolutely. I'll put it up on the screen here. It's. It's like you, it sounds stupid, but then you're like, oh shit, that actually like screwed people up. Like, right. It's kind of funny, but it's not. If it was just called like the great flood, you wouldn't think any, you, you would have the correct reaction, I think, but molasses makes it seem silly. Well, here, this is a quote from the Boston Post report of the event, quote, Molasses, waist deep, covered the street and swirled and bubbled about the wreckage. Here and there struggled to form. Whether it was an animal or human being was impossible to tell. Only an upheaval, a thrashing about in the sticky mass showed where any life was. Horses died like so many flies on sticky flypaper. The more they struggled, the deeper in the mess they were ensnared. Human beings, men and women, suffered likewise. Oh, God. So, a very, uh... Very unpleasant way to go, apparently. Sounds truly horrific. I'm going to have to go check the my my local tanks to see what's in them. Yeah, let's area today. Oh, there is. There's a little plaque. Oh, there you go. Is it on the Freedom Trail? Uh, let's see. Do you know where uh, Polo Park is? Uh-huh. Can you spell it for me? Oh, or Langone Park? Langone Park. It's a waterfront park in the north end. I I think I do, yeah. Because that's that's the site where it was, and there's a plaque called the Boston Molasses oh, Flood. I know where this park is. I've never been like to it. I feel like from the looks of it, it's correct. I'm my my suspicion is correct, but it's like there's like baseball fields there and stuff. Yep. You're exactly right. Yeah. So I know I've been by, yep, that graveyard. Oh, yeah. A friend of mine lives on Foster Street, which is right around the corner. There you go. Well, well, I'll check it out and report back. A little piece of American history. Yeah. Yep. Um, I... So this I Googled the great, the Boston molasses flood, and, and it took me to an Atlas Obscura recipe. I'm not recipe <laughs> Make, making something with Article. molasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the last, the last thing I read about on Atlas Obscura was canned cheese. Have you ever heard of this, Sean? 
Oh gosh, canned. I've heard of canned cheeseburgers, but I've never heard of canned cheese. So apparently, I think it's the. I'm gonna look this up now because I think it's interesting. It's like the University of Washington or something during one of the wars. One of the wars. The 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 like like World War Two or the something. The good war. Yeah. Right. The one that people aren't upset about. <laughs> um, the like they were trying to come up with a way to make cheese not like keep for longer and like be more durable i guess because they needed to like ship it um so they came up with a way to make cheese like in a can and apparently it like so you get this cheese in a can it doesn't really go bad apparently it ages very well and Mm. like lasts forever and it's supposed to be super good so i just randomly i bought two cans of this cheese but they're they're like huge they're like 30 ounces wow Yeah, I'm, I'm going to it's called Cougar Gold. That's what the cheese is called. Yes, yeah, from Washington State University. Yes. I impulse bought two two 30 ounce cans of cheese and I don't know what Damn. I'm going to do with them. So I'm just going to leave them in my fridge. That's but, awesome. Yeah, it was it was a, a weird. That, impulse that looks buy. so unpleasant. Yeah, right. It doesn't look uh super appetite it's like cranberry sauce right it has it comes out of the can and it was in a can it like is shaped like the can but it's what 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 bothers me is this quote from atlas obscura um according to culture magazine devoted cheese the scientist behind it quote altered the microbial environment enough to create an entirely new cheese crumbly and nutty yet creamy on the palate milky sweet with gently uh, dissipating sharpness uh, the phrase entirely new cheese is very worrisome because I, I I feel confident in saying we had enough cheeses. I mean, there are a lot. How do you feel about like apples? Like they're always creating new apples. That's but that's not cool. Did you ever had do you know the story of the grapple? The grapple? The grapple? I don't know if they ever actually Okay, so they did sell it. I know they talked about it. Yeah, so you can buy it. What they do is they take apples. And they inject the flavor of grapes into them. Like with a syringe? So here we go. Uh, How is a grapple made? We start with the freshest Washington Extra Fancy Galar Fuji apples. These premium apples have been specially selected. Using a special patented process, we combine concentrated grape flavor with pure water, then gently bathe the apples in this delicious grape mixture. (laughs) I see. So it's like an apple-grape infusion. Exactly. But they're apples that taste like grapes. Who wants that? Uh, well, now I want to try it. It, it I, And I don't even know where you buy them, to be honest, because I've only ever heard like them as like a crazy thing that exists. Um, if I can buy it online, I'm going to do it. And according to this, the process does not add one bit of extra sugar, calories, or carbohydrates. Very odd. The wonders of food science. So, no, I do think there are too many apples, and I don't know what people are thinking. Stop it with the apples. It seems dubious. Oh, they have a website. Grapplefruits.com, Sean. Hell yeah, man. Let's chow down on some grapples. The problem is when you Google grapple, it's more about wrestling moves than it is the grape-flavored apple. How do you make them? Where are they? 
this didn't help me at all. There's <laughs> there's no order for him, I guess is the problem. It's an externally flavored fruit product. Weird. Gross. But I do, but I do, I am a big novelty food guy. Like, I will try the zany flavors of stuff. Yeah. The, so the corner store across the street from my apartment is like, I wouldn't say it's good. Like, most of, I'm pretty sure most of the things in there, if not like fully expired, are like about to expire. Like, anything you buy there is about to expire. But they have so much stuff. Yep. Like, there are shelves, like, 12 feet high, and they're just packed with stuff. And it's, like, everything. There's a whole corner of this corner store that is just, like, floor-to-ceiling kinds of, like, the instant cup, like, ramen noodles. Um, But they have a lot of wacky snacks. There's a lot of, like, Japanese, like, shrimp-flavored things and... That's what's weird to me is when people show up with like bags of snacks with no English writing on them. And I'm like, A, where did you get that? And B, it kind of just tastes a lot like salt. Like that's what, <laughs> those snacks are always just like really salty, which I'm not complaining. Right. But that is usually a trademark feature. Do you think that's what our, our snacks taste like too? I can't imagine because I feel like, you know, when you do talk about like the crazy Japanese snacks, you're like, do, do like Lay's potato chips seem really lame? But they mm. seem lame to me. So. Right. Right. Maybe like maybe it's like their snacks have flavors that we just don't understand. So it reads as salty, like our palate's not refined enough. It's also one of those things, though, where it's like, you know, in Canada, like ketchup flavored potato chips are big or pickled potato chips. But it's like, are they big there? Like, like, are the weird Japanese snacks actually big in Japan? Or is it one of those right. things like a dare that just exists to be crazy? I don't know. Right. It's hard to say. I mean, I like to think America, probably the most notable American snack are probably those really loud sun chip bags. That's what comes oh, yeah. to my mind. That's very American. Didn't they get rid of those bags, though, because they were they, too loud? They did, but the old bags are still pretty loud. <laughs> they're pretty loud. They're They're weirdly loud for a snack bag. Man. Sean, I don't know what I'm gonna do with all these cheese. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get one of the oops. I'm gonna go get one of these bags of cheese and and show you how big it is. Oh no! All right, go ahead. I'll, <laughs> it's I'll a vamp. Can. It's not a bag. Oh my god! Well, Kobe go, goes and gets his giant bag of cheese. Uh, his can. Uh, thanks everybody watching us live right now at facebook.com slash don't panic show. We do the show Monday nights live about ten fifteen Eastern. Uh, if you're watching live, make sure to comment. We're watching in the chat room here. Look, look. Oh my god. It's, it's not like quite a Wegman's wheel of cheese, but it's it's very And you large. got two of them. Right. I got two. Well, one I figured I'd eat one and I'd keep one for years and see how it goes. Is it heavy? Yeah, it's it's very dense. It's like 30 ounces. It's oh my god. what? 2 pounds? So, I'm officially announcing a GoFundMe to pay Colby <laughs> to eat one of those cans entirely in one sitting. God. And see how much money we can raise to get him to do it. Gross. I have to try the cheese first to see if it's bad. Fair. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to go put this away. But okay. Be right back. Folks, you got to go to YouTube.com slash Don't and check out the video version for that. Because, uh, boy, is that a big can of cheese. Oh, boy. That is a big old can of cheese. I'll tell you. Um, cannot even imagine what it tastes like. But. Anyhow. Anywho. Snacks, am I right? 
snacks. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. Can't live without them. I was when I was in Vegas. All I wanted were snacks, mm. and everything was. I literally got back to my hotel room after running to and from the airport. We packed up the whole trade show thing. We'd just gone crazy all day. I didn't even have any alcohol. Mm-hmm. And all I wanted was something to drink. And all in the hotel room they had was a $9 bottle of Fiji water. And I said, this is outrageous. I'm not going to pay $9 for Fiji water. So I go down to like, they have like a little convenience store down in the ho- in Caesar's Palace in the hotel. And so instead of a $9 Fiji water, I bought a $4 can of sparkling water, <laughs> which I guess is better. Yeah. And then the, I mean, you're getting more. It's not just water. It has sparkles in it. And then the worst part was, now you know me, Colby. I don't really usually get angry. <laughs> Especially not at like retail situations. I'm very patient. I'm very right. patient. There was a man and a woman in front of me who were clearly some sort of very rich Easter, or Western, Eastern European type. And this guy was arguing with the cashier about some cigars he was trying to buy, whether or not they were Cuban. Now, I wanted to buy one $4 can of water, and it went on and on, and I was getting so pissed off, I must have looked like I was fuming. And finally, I think the the woman next to her at the counter finally realized, and I, I was like holding up the can like shit, like just- Like, help me. I almost just walked out with it, or just like slapped money on the counter and like, I'm, I don't care. I'm leaving. I was so pissed for this, the most stupid conversation. Well, you know, the place that made the cigars, they used to be in Cuba, but now they're in Venezuela, but they still use Cuban ingredients. So it's kind of still Cuban cigars. And the guy's like, but it's not made in Cuba. And I'm like, it's a goddamn cigar. Who cares? (laughs) Like I'm dying here. Wow. That's like the story of Las Vegas, I guess. Right. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Did you win big? I doubled my money at the blackjack table. I had a great time at the blackjack table. I did really well. Although I did sit at a table where it was me and three other smokers. um, And I was was getting really... Speaking of fuming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The dealer was not happy. I was not happy. But I did did actually pretty well. And I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. It was fun. The trick was, and I learned this because I went with some experienced Vegas people, is all the good casinos, like the minimum tables are $25 a hand, which is way too much. But if you go to the shittier casinos, it's like $10 a hand. That's where the fun is. Because then you don't really care as much and you have a good time. Right. You can play for a little while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were there for a couple hours. It was great. That's cool. Had you ever played like table casino games like that? Nope. No, never. That was my first time. And then the group I was with was big into, um, they were big into um, craps, which they tried to teach me. And I was immediately like, you guys play this. I'm going to the blackjack table (laughs) because I don't even want to try to learn because it was bananas. Craps is not the one with the ball, right? Craps is the one with the dice. Snake eyes and you throw the dice. Uh, yeah, no, crap. roulette <laughs> is the one with the ball. Right. Um, no, the, but the thing about craps is there are like 18 different ways you can bet. Mm. And you kind of, and you have to like, and all of them kind of work differently. So you've kind of got to know a ton. Right. 
to to actually place it. And then you have to like put the bets on the table in certain places. And if you screw it up, it screws everything up. Um, so there's a lot of pressure. That sounds like the kind of stress that I don't enjoy. Some people. Some people yeah. like it. Uh, like I said, the group I was with was having a blast, but they had done it for a long time. So right. I, I guess that's the thing. It seems hard to get started. Oh, absolutely. And I was immediately like, not my game. Right. You got to watch a lot of YouTube videos first or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Craps. Yep. Do, f- do you have to yell craps at any point? I, I like, should have done that. Things, craps. Well, there is a thing, you know, because you have to throw the dice and yeah. the you have to throw the dice a certain distance. So if you mm. throw it too short, it doesn't count. And you can also like bounce it up off the table, which I saw happen a couple times. And I'm like, that would be the ultimate embarrassment is you chuck the dice and they go halfway across the casino and you're, oops, <gasps> the craps. Yeah. yeah. There's a bar near here that has ping pong oh. in the bar, which it sounds fun, but in practice, there are ping pong balls everywhere. Way They're too much hand-eye coordination for yeah. drinking. Yeah. Bad combination. Like even shuffleboard I have a hard time with, and that's <laughs> much safer. That's true. That's true. Like, what, what would be the worst bar, like, game slash sport? Darts. Okay. <laughs> Which is ironic, because that is a bar game. Yeah. I mean, I feel uh-huh. like badminton would probably be a terrible... Yeah, swinging things around. Yeah, or volleyball, any of those type <laughs> volleyball of... Volleyball would be really bad. Um, I mean, axe throwing seems pretty bad. Yeah, that is that is one. Bocce, that's a thing that exists. Yep, yep. Gonna get someone's toes crushed. Yep. Or like water polo would probably be a very bad one to have at a bar. Yeah, that, that would be complicated. Very physical. Yeah. Um, hmm. I can't think of any more. Yeah, it probably fun- would have been easier to say things that are good to play at a bar. Right. Like, you know. Cards. Cards. Yes, exactly. Very simple things. Chess. <laughs> Poker. Poker. Hey, yeah. there you go. Classic. Classic bar entertainment. At least in in the Westerns. Yes, exactly. They, they don't do it like, yeah, you got to have the player piano and the, the lady with the frilly skirt dancing on top of the counter. and Yeah. Ah, the good old days. They don't make them like that anymore, I tell you. Nope. Well, speaking of not making them like that anymore, want to talk about some tech news? Oh, boy, we sure can, Colby. Uh, we have some stories here in the rundown. A little quiet this time of year. And actually, it's going to be really, it's the stories in the rundown because it's not really a single story. But um, normally, we have Mobile World Congress uh, in a couple weeks, which is the big uh, phone show. Unfortunately, everybody, all the companies dropped out of it because of the coronavirus. So it's going to be a quiet Mobile World Congress this year. Nobody wanted to go to Barcelona. So, um, because most of these companies are based in China. So, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. So everyone's pretty much dropped out. So who knows what announcements we'll have moving forward. But we do have a few stories in here, Colby. I don't know if there's any particular one. I scrape bottom of the barrel for these, but we've got them. Gosh, darn it. I, when I said they don't make them like I used, they used to, I was looking at the classic 1896 short film gets upscaled to 4K using neural networks. Well, you kind of just revealed the whole story. I don't even get to read anything about it. Um, no, that's okay. Uh, yeah, this is a great story. It's not really like one we would normally cover, but I just think it's really neat and it looks cool. Um, the arrival of a train 
at the station. You, know, you remember the, the old famous thing where, oh, one of the first films they ever showed was the train coming at the screen and then people ran away because they thought the train was real. This is the video. This is this is the actual <laughs> video where that story comes from. It's just a very short um, video of a train coming at the screen that was shot in 1896 is a silent film of a train pulling to a station while a user on Reddit upscaled that footage to 4K, brought the frame rate up to 60 frames per second and even added sound. And my God, this thing looks so cool. It, it really does look like it was shot, you know, today. Yeah. I'll put it on the screen right here. Now. It's pretty cool. Um, I guess uh, part of it was upscaled via neural networks or, you know, I don't I don't know how he did it. Um, computers. Computers made it real. But, you know, I think it I just think not only does this clip look neat, but it really just does give you an idea of what we can do with old, bad looking things. I don't know in watching that, you know, you see old photos or even old film of like people from this era and you're like, they look silly. But then when you actually see them like moving around in real time at real speed, you're kind of like, oh, shit, like they actually did wear this stuff. And like this actually <laughs> is their life. like it does bring it to a level of reality that specifically from the sort of black and white era, you don't, you don't really see. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, I feel like normally old films are weird and like choppy kind of, maybe that's the word. And this is like, I feel like that must've been a part of the thing that they did, but like, this is not, not weird or choppy at all. Like they're moving like normal people. So strange. So strange. I don't understand, like, is the thing on screen? Is it on my screen? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 playing. The I, I don't understand, like, the doors to this train. How, <laughs> there, That's there's a what door. you took away? Yeah. Well, they opened all the doors, and I was like, wait, why, why aren't my trains like that? I want to get out of the train at any point. Where, where every row has its own doors? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't no. know. It's probably very difficult to take tickets that way, I would think. Mm-hmm. Or like. But I guess that's kind of like the T or like any kind of like public transit. Yeah. It's probably like. Uh, I bet it's not great safety wise, too, when your train is going very fast, fast as our trains go. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's probably this train really is hustling in this uh of course back then it was steam and i don't know how much control they actually had over the speed for all i know (laughs) it had it had an on on or off switch i I feel like this train is going to westworld or something um (laughs) yeah you're right yeah so i hope they do this with the you know i we shouldn't certainly erase the old films but i hope they do this with more stuff because i think it is a uh it is a really cool look Nice. Well, that's all I have to say about that. There really isn't much more to say, so I think that's completely fair. Cool. Uh, Apple enables universal purchases for Mac and iOS apps. Let's give it up for a misleading headline. Um, They didn't actually... I can't tell... I don't think they actually enabled it. It was spotted in the Xcode beta by a developer. One of those Apple things where the beta gave it away. Um, If developers choose to enable it, customers who buy the Mac app store version will also get on their iOS devices and vice versa. Um, 
the exact language used in Xcode is Xcode 11.4 supports building and distributing Mac OS apps as universal purchases. Uh, universal purchases enabled by default for new Mac Catalyst apps created. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like there are some apps that I feel like it would have been nice to ha get them on all the things. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if this will be um, retroactively activated for apps you've already purchased or not, which I assume mm -hmm. the developer will have the ability to do. Not necessarily will want to do because they'll want to make money, but... Yeah. All I really want is Overcast in on my Mac. I want the Overcast thing just like in a little wrapper that I can click on. That's yes. That would be great. Well, that, and that was sort of the idea with, uh, we talked about uh, when 10.15 Catalina came with Catalyst, the Catalyst house, which we talked about previously on the show, and the idea that um, by unifying some of the, the code and some of the technology uh, through AppKit, that they'll be able to um, better share apps between the different OSs. And it seems to be a step in that direction. Right. Uh, well, it sounds cool. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready no, whenever they are. No word on when this will officially be available. Um, I would think soon, because if it's in the beta, they can't be that far away from bringing it to reality. Uh, like I said, the question is going to be how many apps actually support it. You know? Right. Will you have to um, update your apps to certain things to enable it? Right. Who knows? There's a lot we don't know, but it's definitely cool. Definitely cool. Definitely cool. Nice. Short little story there. Um, let's see. What's next? We're just really delivering know. the hard-hitting news here. I picked two, Sean. Now it's oh, here. dang. Making me do work. Uh, all right. I'll share this Netflix story. Netflix now allows users to disable those auto-playing... Um, what do you call it? The the autoplay preview feature um, that while you're browsing the sort of album art of the show starts autoplaying a little clip of the show or whatever. Um, you can disable autoplay now in two different formats. A, the one that automatically starts the next episode, sort of the traditional autoplay, but also the one that autoplays previews while browsing. Um, that... Uh, That's basically the whole story, but I will say I absolutely, with every fiber of my being, I don't really care about the play next episode thing, uh, but man, those auto-playing um, previews when you were scrolling, oh, yeah, painful. Like, I will accept an auto-playing preview if I click into something. Right. But not when I'm scrolling. Also, because the, the Apple TV app is so f effing bad, like, they click... Oh, maybe it's better now, but the, but for a long for the longest time, they clearly had a memory leak because like you would scroll, you get like two lists down and it would crash or like just stop working. Yeah, the Roku app uh, was not a ton better. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where I would like it was a bad experience because I would scroll as quickly as possible. Like I, I would knew like I could not <laughs> stay on anything for more than like three seconds or it would start playing. 
Right. And so I'd be like, quickly, quickly, check, 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 check. It, it was, yeah, it wasn't great. And I, I'm trying to think if there was ever, I mean, at some points I did find it useful because if it was something I was curious about, I guess I think they just needed a longer grace period longer before it started playing. Because if it was like, I want to see the preview, but I don't want to click, like make it five seconds or seven seconds, like make it a little longer. But I guess you're right. I could have clicked into it to, right. to play it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I definitely use it sometimes, but I don't know if I want it or if I just have accepted that it's going to happen. Well, and it's really bad for non-Netflix originals because Netflix original, they like edit nice little packages together. It's just like a generic movie. Um, It's just like a random selection of clips with like royalty free stock music under it. It's very weird. It's so weird. And it's like, it's not really a preview. It's like, those have got to be machine generated. Like, they literally just (laughs) like take random sections of the film and shove music under them. Those I really hate. (laughs) I I have more than once been trapped in, like, one of those will start and I'll watch and I'm like, I keep watching because I'm expecting, like, it to get somewhere and it never does. Because it's just a garbage, like, scene. Yep. Yep. So weird. But there's something about it where it's like, oh, I just rewatch, you know, like a movie you've seen before, and you see the clips, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was a good movie. And then you just click to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thanks for the reminder, Netflix. <laughs> weird. I'm I'm totally disabling these uh, when I get off. off uh, yes, computer. as soon as possible. ASAP. Um, so uh, my... Former boss, uh, Sam Everett, very nice man, uh, has been watching the show on Facebook live, and he texted me. He says, uh, is the cheese Cougar Gold from Washington State University? He says, stuff is good and has been packed in cans since World War II. It so, is. That's the same Cougar Gold. So there you go. You got a uh, you got one one reference that says it's good. Yeah. But he's right. also he's also a real Boy Scout kind of guy, so I think he would eat just about anything in a can. <laughs> So, I don't know if you want to trust his judgment, but... I mean, I could see how canned cheese would be useful if you were going out into the wilderness. Well, yeah, not in a can that big. <laughs> that's going to wait, unless that's, like, all you bring and subside on for a week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I... I'd imagine it goes bad faster once you open it. Once you open it? Yeah. Yeah, Probably. Probably just keep it shut. Well, there, I, there was, I, as I was reading about it online during the show here, it said that there was a can from like 1987 they opened a couple years ago and ate and said it was good. So, yeah, that that was in the article I read. I was like, okay, yeah. I can hold on to a can of cheese for like 10 years. Oh, now that's 20, a challenge. 2030, 2030 cheese challenge. My boss says, no, no, it's actually good and not a scout thing. So there you <laughs> go. Don't you, don't you love being live? Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's pivot over to another story here. Um, and I want to talk about this one and our just our love of the future of technology, which is foldable phones, um, clearly. Just taken off, just taken over the world by storm. Um, there was a great, unrelated to this, but there was a great um, CNET got a hold of a um, folding testing machine. 
that like Motorola or whoever would use to test the phones and just bend it, bend it, bend it, bend it. And yeah. they put the Motorola one, the Razor, we talked about it on the show. Uh, they put it in the folding machine. Motorola was like, oh, you can do it like 100,000 times and you'll be fine. And I think they got to like 27,000 before it crapped oh, out. No. It, was, it was a really not a good video um, for Motorola. But one interesting thing here is uh, Samsung tomorrow actually so we may have news on this next week uh has their uh keynote where they're about where they're supposed to launch a bunch of new stuff there's a smart home speaker some earbuds as with samsung they've all leaked already so there's no the galaxy s20 so there's no surprise in what's being announced it leaked so aggressively that the galaxy z flip a foldable phone that has not been announced yet was in a commercial during the oscars last night (laughs) now again this phone has not been officially announced. We don't know anything about it. But, uh, and in this Verge article, I'll play it for the uh, for the folks watching, um, the uh, ad that played last night that shows off the foldable screen um, and sort of the pitch in the ad is video chat is what they really highlight a lot of um, using the foldable as, you know, one part of it is uh, kind of propped up with the face on it, um, which is one of the few good uses of foldable phones yeah. I've actually seen. So credit to Samsung for that. Right. So you can, you can uh, not, you can not pay attention to the people you're talking to virtually, just like you would the people you talk to in real life. Exactly. Um, but what's interesting about this phone in particular is that, and what we can see of it in the, the sort of example is that, you know, with the Samsung and even with the, or I'm sorry, with the Motorola and the Samsung Fold before it, the sort of idea was it had a screen on the outside that provided limited information, and then you'd open it up to reveal a bigger screen. But what's interesting about this is there basically is no outer screen. There's like a little teeny tiny display that basically just shows you the time. But otherwise, it's just like a regular Samsung Galaxy phone just folded in half. Weird. And to that I say, what? <laughs> huh? Like, like I get the advantage of like, oh, okay, sometimes you want a small screen and sometimes you want a big screen. But this is just like, I never once had my regular phone and was like, I want this phone exactly as it is today, <laughs> except folded in half. Like, I like really the caller ID thing is the, or the, uh, the video chat thing was the only thing where I'm like, all right, I guess if you could prop it up on its own, but otherwise, like, why can you imagine having to like take it out of your pocket and unfold it to see like that wasn't even a thing you had to do with flip phones right exactly they had caller id on the front and these Uh, sort you know and i'm like that's that's and then it you know again with like the samsung fold what was cool about it was it opened up to like a mini tablet like it was bigger than a regular phone oh all right that's cool you know like and the razor's kind of a novelty okay oh that's cool and this is like it's just a regular phone it's like you made a thing that has been developed over the last decade to be a a basically perfect device with with very few failure points, and you managed to introduce a giant variable that is almost guaranteed to not work. Oh, it does look like in the video, I'm watching the video, it does look like there's a tiny like LCD yes, screen at there the bottom. There is, but like big enough for a word. Right, right. So so you get your uh not you know 2000s flip phone caller id there yes it's weird it's it's just it's i mean it is a very samsung device i'll give them credit for that yeah but i i get the sales pitch for some of the other foldable <laughs> phones i'm dying to know how they pitch this 
It's kind of interesting. I'm 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 just watching this video over and over again. It reminds me of like a makeup case. Yes. Like, like you look at the that's how it I, I feel like that's what they're they're going for in this ad kind of because it's like. I'm intrigued. I'm I'm more intrigued than you are, Sean. I mean, I guess if you're going to make a novelty phone, like just then make a like go the full <laughs> distance and just make a novelty phone. Right. But again, the sort of the one pitch for this I've seen, which is the 90 degree sort of prop up phone thing. You could also do with a little pop out stand on the back of the phone, <laughs> you know, true. like much that's easier true. to solve. Uh, There's also a, apparently there was also a great small print uh, it's hard to tell in the Twitter version here, but there's a small print for the ad that says, you may notice a small crease in the center of the main screen, which is a natural characteristic of the screen. Uh, so, yes, there will be a crease um, in the screen itself. Brutal. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be wrong and this thing will be a huge hit. But I don't could be. I don't believe it. I mean, we're we're pretty out of touch with the youths with what the kids are oh they're gonna be snapchatting and and tindering and whatever it is the kids are doing right tiktok tick tiktok all the times tiktok the whole clock so they're gonna be doing it i don't vining do the kids still vine i don't do, think do so, it for sure. the vine i don't i don't remember <laughs> do it for the vine. um <sighs> yeah so yeah. I, and you know what's really gonna be sad is that all these companies are going to rush to pull out these foldable devices. They're going to be terrible. And like three years from now, when the foldable screen technology gets actually good, nobody's going to believe they work. And they're going to have a very hard time selling it on it. Because again, I absolutely believe there is value in a foldable phone. And a bunch of different form factors. There was a, a leaked yeah. video of someone, uh, we talked about the Microsoft Duo device which mm. isn't one continuous screen. It's actually two separate screens, but still a foldable device. Uh, they showed somebody using one like out in public that someone just like shot. They saw it and shot it on their phone and it like, it looked cool. And I'm like, all right, like I'm starting to get this, but like everyone, everyone's going to hate it. Yep. It's a shame. Yep. It's happened before Sean. It'll happen again. It's very Samsung. It's very like, <laughs> Samsung either has to be first and have a terrible product or be last and have a terrible product. Like I, they're, they're never just right. Right. Cause I think about something like this where they're like ahead of the curve and that's like Bixby, which I still don't know if that's a thing. Do you remember Bixby? <laughs> that was their, uh, chatbot, right? Yeah. Their Siri, their sort of voice, which was like way later than everyone else and never became anything. Now Microsoft shut down Cortana, right? They Cortana's did. It's not a thing anymore. They did. Dropping like flies. Yeah. I mean, that's that is one thing I give Microsoft credit for, though, is and it was the same with like Windows Phone and a few other things where they give it a shot. But if it doesn't work, they will. They're just not going to drag it along forever. Like some of these companies credit where credit's due. Yeah. And they're more aggressive about that now than they used to be. Yeah, that's true. I pulled up. What was I looking at the other day? Where I saw, I, I think, I don't know if it was like an old magazine or something I was looking at, and it was like from 10 years ago or something, and it was like all like Windows Phone was all over it, and it like had like Nokia, one of the best gadget, the Nokia, the the big uh, Nokia Windows Phone that they came out with, with like the huge camera in it at the time. It's like, oh my God, best gadget of the year and all this. And I was like, oh man, Windows Phone. <sighs> 
Windows Phone. We hardly knew ye. Didn't a uh, friend of the show, Phil, have a Windows Phone at one point? I think he did. I think he, I, hey, I still rep for my Zoom HD man. That thing was awesome. Yeah, people say that. That thing was that was a good, good device. Good device. If if only Windows Media Player wasn't such hot garbage. Yeah. I remember when I got an iPod, my first iPod. It was a game changer. You used to walk God. around with a CD player before that. Yep. Yep. I remember when I got my iPod with video. Mm. And I like ripped a bunch of stuff off YouTube and put it on there. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. Little did we know. Yeah. Come to think of it. Wow. How time flies. Um, Let's see. Is there anything else in these stories we want to? Uh, we've got uh, on-site repair for Apple, car key, um, an app to share your streaming service passwords. What's this streaming app thing? Yeah. I, again, not a story we usually cover, but I saw it and I said, oh, that's kind of a neat idea. Um, it just came out. It's actually in limited beta now, but it's kind of a cool idea. It's called Jam. Uh, and it is a questionably legal service in private beta, a beta as of this week. Uh, essentially, it'll let users save login details for streaming services with local encryption. You can then add friends you authorize to access the password, and you can actually then track who has access to your accounts and broadcast to friends which subscriptions you have space for. Um, let's see here. That's interesting. Now... Interesting. I feel like this is going to sh- get shut down like ASAP. Like well, lawyers are already drawing up the papers to shut this down. Well, according to this TechCrunch article, they reached out to a bunch of streaming services, didn't get any comments, but Spotify's terms of service specifically prohibit providing your password to any other person. Netflix's terms insist that the account owner should maintain control over the devices. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, will this be a thing in five years? I don't think so. I'm just a fan of the idea. Mm. Um, And that's, you know, there are a lot of password storing apps, but I don't know if any have ever made it like crazy easy to share passwords like this. Right. And even with the ability to say like, I can have up to four people on my Netflix, but I only have three right now, you know, to broadcast it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty specific. I think the, uh, I feel like one password, for example, has like if you have like a family plan, it's pretty like straightforward to like you can have a shared vault. We have one at work too. work uses one password right. and we have like shared vaults with like like internal logins for things or, you know, whatever. Um, that's an interesting idea, though, like a uh, in in the age where everything is a subscription, like a subscription co-op of like you and your friends pull your money and you get all the, all the services. I mean, if we were, if we were still in college, I would like make all of us sign up for this immediately. Oh yeah. Because that's, that's really the situation. Cause you're essentially, and that's what this, that's what the company says is they're like, you know, legally they have to say it, but they're like, what about family plans? What about streaming in the same household even, which, which is sort of covered by, yeah, by the terms of service. It's right. not just about people halfway across the country borrowing passwords. True. True. Damn it. 
All right, I'll join their beta waitlist. <laughs> it's a cool idea. And frankly, because I'm the sucker in my family who pays for all the streaming services and everyone else uses my password, and the ability to like know who's actually using it and then to like reject them. Shut it down. Because every once in a while, I'll get like, my brother will be like, yeah, my friend from college is still using your Netflix account. And I'm like, you graduated like four years ago. <laughs> He's not your friend anymore, Jason. <laughs> and then I just, I threaten to change the password and I don't. But <laughs> I, I've, I actually have, and it's funny too, because I have one password that I use for all the streaming services that I don't use for anything else. So I can tell my family what the password is for everything. Um, because they all use it. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So, I like it. I think it's a cool idea. Me too. Outside the box. Me too. Um, let's see here. Uh, do you want to talk about car key or are you good? We can. It's up to you. I don't have a car, so. Well, maybe you'll want to get one once Apple introduces <laughs> car key. Uh, another <laughs> one of those, uh, Things that sneak around in a beta release that aren't a real thing yet. But uh, in the first beta version of iOS 13.4, it contains a reference to a car key API, which will make it possible for uh, to use the iPhone and the Apple Watch to unlock, lock, or start a car. Uh, Users will be able to use car key and NFC-compatible cards. Uh, They only need to hold the device near the vehicle to use it as a key. Now, what's interesting is it will not be necessary to authenticate with Face ID. Um, This is similar to how it works with Express Transit cards. Uh, The reason for this is it will work even when the iPhone or Apple Watch runs out of battery. Ooh, nice. Uh, You can turn that off, uh, the Express mode off, and require Face ID. Uh, The pairing process will be done through the Wallet app, and then it will be necessary to have the car manufacturer's app to proceed with the setup. Mm -hmm. Um, So they will have to work closely with the car manufacturers, which means uh, this won't be available in a car for, like, five years until they actually get around to rolling it out. <laughs> Building it. Um, the other interesting thing is that car key can be shared with other people, such as family members. Um, so is this a great idea and a good way to virtualize driving, or is this a terrible insecure idea that nobody actually wants? You decide. I feel like it could be more secure than your stupid car keys. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's fair. Right. Um, you know, my, my key is I have a, you know, a, a push button start. I don't even have a key to start my car. So <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's what I mean. And then like, the, there's like all those things you read about where they just like you're in a store and they boost the signal to your car and then they just get in your car and take your shit or something. I don't know. Yeah. If your key is close enough to your car, it works yeah. even if you're not right. at your car. Right. So... Wow, that's cool. I have used in New York one of the subway stations that was near my old job uh, took like you could use Apple Pay to bop into the subway. And it, it I set up the express transit thing and you literally don't have to do anything. You just pop your phone on the on the, the tapper. It was dope. Yeah. Did it work well? Nice and quick. Yeah, it was like I was like. I went up to the thing and I was like, this isn't going to work. This is insane. But I just popped my phone in. And I was like, okay. and then I got charged 250 or whatever they charge. Um, I'm just getting distracted by everything tonight. The damn cat is just all <laughs> over the microphone. As soon as I start the show, he just, ugh. um, yeah, I, 
you know, it's one of those things where it's like when Apple Pay first came out, we're like, there's no way this will work. There's no way it's secure. This isn't you don't pay with your phone. And then like now everyone does it. So I guess there's no reason to think this is any more or less secure than anything else. Um, I just what's interesting is because. Let me put it this way. What's great about having a push button start no key car is that the key only really needs to be in your pocket for it to work. Right. If it ha- if it happens that I have to, and I know this sounds so lazy, but if I have to pull my phone out of my pocket to unlock the car or start the car, to me that kind of defeats the purpose a little bit. And I don't know if the NFC and the phones are strong enough to, maybe they are, I, I honestly don't know. Right. Uh, but I don't think this really is like a great solution until that. Until you can just sit in your car with your phone in your pocket or your watch on your wrist and the car knows and yeah, I feel like it's it's kind of convenient for the like family member right. thing, right? Sharing if your there's, car. there's some secondary person you want to give access to your car, like okay, it's not as convenient as it might be for you, but you can still do it, and yeah. maybe you could even do it remotely. I don't know. Um. But for, yeah, day to day, I see well, what you And saying. then actually that is, you know, you're like, how secure is it? Like, I can unlock my car from my phone now using my car company's app, right. like from anywhere in the world. Over the internet. Over the internet. So I guess NFC is probably more secure. But it does say in this, uh, in the sort of um, language in this beta, to use car key, hold iPhone or Apple Watch to reader. So I guess you do have to actually hold it up mm. to, um, to the car itself the tapper but this would be great for like um car sharing services that's true zip car yeah that's basically what you do with zip car you like ploop your card on the thing maybe you use your phone now i don't know i haven't zip card in a long time yeah to be able to just do it integrated right into the car yeah you can do a lot of stuff like that from phones like i feel like a lot of stuff doesn't but you can Man, these phones are... I think they're really going to take off someday. I really think they're going to be something. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty cool. They do a the lot of cool stuff. The future. Future is phones. The devices. Ah, ruining our lives. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, wrap up the news and move over to picks. It's the part of the show where you just bring something we want to share with the world we've been enjoying. Uh, and boy, do we have some great picks this week. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and go first. Uh, and I'm just going to broadly pick Chewy.com, which is a, a pet supply website where you order pet supplies. I was kind of hesitant to like it at first because I was like, I, you know, I'm trying not to buy as much through Amazon. and I'm going to go to the local pet store and I'm going to buy stuff. And then I realized like bags of cat litter are 40 pounds each. Um, and, Ooh, I, yeah. th- and I've never felt as guilty for a UPS or FedEx delivery man until they, I buy three 40 pound bags of cat litter and they have to put them on my stoop, uh, in front of my house. <laughs> it, it's, I, I honestly, there was one time where I happened to be home when they delivered it and the guy parked on the other side of the street. Cause he didn't, re- I, now they actually back into my driveway all the way up to my door. But he was across and like lugging them across the street and up my driveway. And I went out and I helped. I grabbed one out of his truck for him because I'm like, I'm not going to make you carry these. I felt terrible. (laughs) But but I will say about Chewy is that uh, they're owned by PetSmart. um, But the prices are very reasonable. It's free. They say two-day shipping with a minimum. I think the minimum is like $39. But I actually get stuff in like one day. The shipping is super fast. 
And what I really love about them is genuinely their customer service is off the charts good. I did order some cat litter the other day and I ordered some treats with it in like a plastic container. But they put they did that stupid shipping thing where they put the plastic container in the same box as a 40 pound bag, which immediately demolished the, the, the plastic thing full of treats. And there were treats everywhere. And so I called them and I was like, this was yesterday. This was, yeah, this was yesterday. I called them and I said, uh, hey, uh, you know, I got the lyric. And they, and they go, all right, well, we'll send you another one. No problem. It got here today, the next day. <laughs> Damn. Like, it was really, it was really impressive. Um, there's another thing where they don't do it on all items. But if your item is like of a certain size or certain price and you want to return it, like I bought two cat carriers because I didn't know which one I would like. And I kept one. I was going to return the other. They're like, oh, just keep it. You don't have to send it back to us. Just keep it or donate it. Not not worth it to send it. It was like a fifty dollar carrier. Like, no, just keep it. We'll refund your money. Just keep it. I'm like, oh. okay. I mean, they're just like they're genuinely very nice. So, um, hmm. so if you have a pet and are looking for pet supplies, give them a shot. I, you know, I order a giant thing of food every once a month or whatever for the stupid cat. Um, and they're, they're great to order from. So, Chewy, yeah. I recommend it. Um, believe the hype. Yeah. One time, a friend of mine ordered a graphics card, a very expensive graphics card for for a computer mm-hmm. off of Amazon, and they accidentally sent him two. Oh, yeah. And legally, you get to keep that. That, <laughs> yeah. is, that is one of my favorite laws on the books, period, is if a company sends you something you didn't order, you get to keep it. <laughs> you don't usually win, but in this case. That's the one time you get it. And I've done that before where I will call Amazon, and I'll be like, you sent me the wrong thing. I'm keeping it, but I am calling to let you know you sent me the wrong thing. And they're like, <laughs> Just so you know. can't argue with you. You're right. <laughs> I know there was a, there was a, there was a, this was a couple of years ago, but there was a woman who ordered an iPad and they like sent her 10, Best Buy Center, like 10 by mistake. And it was like a big thing because it wasn't, obviously that's very expensive. And they got into like a big fight where Best Buy was like genuinely going to like take this woman to court and like try and fight to get the iPad. And I think they eventually settled on some gift cards or something. But uh, <laughs> but they but they were like, this was like the one case they were not going to let go. And they're like, no, no, we'll legally sue you to get those iPads back. Yeah, yeah I guess that's like ten thousand dollars probably. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot. Um, and so I can't I can't blame them. But it must be nice to be that lady. Yeah. Colby, yeah. what you watching? Yeah, so the other day I was perusing the, the HBO app. I was cruising for some content. Um and I saw that the 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 new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm has begun to air. And I never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm before. I decided I would try the new season. I just started with the new season because I, I just wanted something to put on. It's it's like it's pretty funny. I I I enjoy it. <laughs> the I don't know. It's, it's just about a guy who's terrible and cranky and terrible to everyone. I guess is the gist of it. Like it's I, it's, I describe it as cringe comedy. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's a little right. Definitely cringy often. Um, but it, it's pretty enjoyable. I like yeah, Larry it. David's That's great. Awesome. Um, yeah. actually, the whole cast is really good. I've I watched a couple episodes at the beginning, but I was like, eh, I'll just watch the new one, the new season, and maybe I'll go back later. But there are some famous people in it. Ted Danson's in it. 
Larry David's in it. Jeff I feel Garland. like all the other. Yeah. Yeah. What a great folks. Yeah. The um, a couple of years ago before it was revived, because um, now there's been 10 seasons. I watched like the first four, three or four seasons of the show. And I, it just kept getting more. I don't know how it is now because I haven't seen the new ones, but it got more and more ridiculous and cringy <laughs> and like kind of like the office did this too where it's like how how insane of situation can this character find himself in each time yeah and it literally got to the point where i had to stop watching because it just got to me so unbelievable that i like no one is this stupid there was i'm trying to remember what episode it was that there was an episode i think where Larry David was at some fancy agent event in Hollywood or something like that. And he goes into a bathroom and then like he gets a phone and like through a weird series of events, some executive comes in and it sounds like he's having sex with a child in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, that Larry in that curb way where it's like a bunch of shit all comes together at once. <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it was yeah. just like so insane. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like this is too far. Like this isn't a thing. Um, yeah. and I had to turn it off so I, I really should check out the new seasons and uh, <laughs> and see how they are I've enjoyed the new season so far I feel like it's been uh, like topical and funny there's definitely some of that like I just watched an episode before this and there was definitely like some of that like all these these five ridiculous things happen to produce like one grand ridiculous thing at the end but like I enjoyed it <laughs> I don't know if it's bingeable though. I feel like I can only watch one. No, episode. don't don't yeah. binge it. Would be my recommendation. <laughs> enjoy enjoy it slowly, because you <laughs> right. will get sick if you in, uh, in in imbibe too many of them. It's very rich. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Uh, but a great show. So check it out. You you got to use your uh, HBO subscription. I have to. I got to fire in my backup because I'm very excited. Did you watch the first episodes of the McMillions? Uh, documentary that they're doing no i just added it to my queue today they've been advertising that for so long like oh my god did someone scam the mcdonald's uh, monopoly game i had no idea i'm very excited but i am gonna wait until they're all done and then i'm gonna (laughs) but um (laughs) it's a great story um yeah and so i feel like you're the person i heard about that from probably Probably. Yeah. It's it's just I just love weird crap like that. Um, so I'm glad they made it into a uh, a documentary series. So I will look forward to that. Nice. All right. Well, Colby, that uh, just about does it for us here this evening. Before I tell the folks at home about what we're about, I do want to share what Up for Debate is about because we are in the middle of our. Uh, Matt told me he told a uh, a friend of his father's about the show who was going to listen to it, and he thought we were a sports show because for the last couple weeks we've been talking about sports. And I said, "Boy, is he going to be disappointed when he finds out what we're actually about?" No, we uh, the episode up on the feed right now is we recap Super Bowl Fifty Four. Did you enjoy the Super Bowl, Colby? Yeah, it was fine. I I enjoyed J Lo and uh, Shakira. It was a good show, good halftime show. Yeah, way better than Justin Timberlake last year. Agreed. Let's be honest. Did you uh, Did you enjoy them killing off Mr. Peanut? (laughs) That was lame. It was unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't kill him off at all. No, no, they just made him a baby, which I felt like you could have done without killing him. But right, 
Again, Definitely. what do I know? I'm just in marketing. Um, so we recap that and reveal the results of our prop bet. Spoiler alert, I lose again. Um, again. Uh, but I do want to tell everybody, you got to check out this coming week's episode because Matt and I, you may know, uh, last year, two years ago, we did a big XFL series uh, about the original run of the XFL. Well, Matt and I watched the first four games of the XFL this past weekend, and we're going to talk about them. The rules, the players, the teams. We're doing a big XFL episode. I forgot about the XFL. So did most people. Um, no, I actually, did see were, a commercial The ratings at some were point, terrible. And I, I will was say, like, oh, the XFL, I should watch. My, my sort of high-level takeaway, I'll preview it here, and you got to listen to the episode to hear my detailed thoughts. Genuinely, no, 100% real, I honestly believe I have seen the future of football Ooh. in the XFL. Now... Will it actually be the XFL or will the NFL just take all the good ideas and run with it? That's probably what will happen. But 20 years from now, we will look back at this XFL and say Mm -hmm. they really did develop the football of the future. Groundbreaking. Really? I genuinely felt that way watching it. I said they have really thought this through. Who's who's your team, Sean? That's another great thing is I have to pick one. Uh, Matt has officially called himself for the New York Guardians. I think based on week one. Um, I'm probably going to go with uh, my old hometown, uh, the Houston Roughnecks, I think, are probably mm. going to be my team in the league. Nice. Is there a New England team? There, the No, the most northern is the New York Guardians. Uh, no. The D.C. Defenders was probably my second choice. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to check this out. Subject this to change. I, yeah. It's, you know, if you got nothing now, it's one of those things where it's like, if you have something to do, like, go do that instead. But if you have nothing to do, <laughs> then, you know, there are worse ways to pass the time. Uh, sure so check that out over at upfordebate.tv or wherever you get podcasts. Um, that'll be coming up soon for this show. Don't panic.io is our website. You should go there and get all the episodes as well as links to the picks. If you can't remember Chewy.com and HBO, um, you can go get the links on the website. Uh, you can, of course, subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, uh, Overcast, we're everywhere. Uh, you can also get the video version on YouTube uh, to see Colby's giant can of cheese. And, of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter or email us Show at gmail.com. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week. We'll be back next time, maybe with Dan, maybe without Dan. Who knows? Um, knowing <laughs> I Dan, I don't even think Dan knows. Uh, but regardless <laughs> of who is there, on behalf of Colby, I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.